0: Um, preparing live stream this meeting is being live streamed all right all right uh can i get a level from everyone before i hit record yeah uh, my original sound was off dan give me your level first my original good. sound is now on how about that for a level you sound great the practical level how about this uh good morning oh, everyone on. everyone just sounds nice to good. be here everything everybody sounds so good Nice um,
1: to be here my mouse is up and running i got my own mouse right oh, here ready to go. you
0: know what I don't, I don't even think we should delay any further we should just hit record okay and, uh, let's get going we have uh, oh by the way uh yeah add kelsey's and and the return just say this and the return of two of our um two of, of just the return of two great sponsors uh bodog and kelsey's because that's how commerce works my friends Dog and Kelsey's. Yeah, you can't say our favorite because, uh, you know, obviously we don't play favorites here on the show. All our favorite. Just like Everyone's all neighbor Yeah. Don't you dare. Show. Don't
2: you dare play Welcome Back from Welcome Back Cotter, okay? Don't you dare do that. <laughs> that's what a cheesy show would do. Is it? <laughs> yes. You know, we have, Although, we're welcoming you know, a couple of clients back.
0: Yes. As uh, a 70s cheesy uh <laughs> sitcom themes go i really like that one yeah did you <laughs> i did hmm. sorry sorry and how, dan.
2: and how often over the years did people play that when somebody was coming back or you
0: know what i mean i'd play it but my spotify pros well, why did that surprise you dan did you hate that are you filled with hate and rage at the very suggestion of that no it wasn't one of
1: my favorites i can't say that it, it, it was up there i mean it was that made a top 40 hit though didn't it
0: well, because it was uh, John Sebastian who was yeah. part of the Love and Spoonful, etc. So maybe that's it. I played it too many times or something.
1: Or just maybe. heard it too many times. You know, it does uh, take me back to uh, when I worked with Lumby at CKSA Lloyd Minster. And we had to do stuff for the TV stations all the time. So was, I, I don't remember why, but I do remember... Recording the the themes of a lot of the shows that aired on the on the station, so that we could do something with them. It was always like a pain in the stuff. That all the stuff we did
0: for TV was a pain in the ass. Anyway, just took me back there. That's uh, so, that's interesting. Yeah. Uh, Dan, let me just check the sound because for some reason I'm having. Never that okay, that works. Yeah, for some reason, me uh, Spotify your volume uh, up on Spotify on the Yeah, actual... I, I, I check it. I check it. For some reason, I'm getting a weird error message. Oh. Because I've tried now for the last couple of minutes to. Aco- oh, here we go. <laughs> to, to accommodate Fred. Yeah. Oh, no, I said, don't you dare.
2: <laughs> oh, I know you said, don't you dare. Your dreams were
1: your ticket.
0: But I also love this sitcom because Gabe. What's his face? Kaplan? Yep. Yeah. Was a stand-up comedian that I remember as a kid, having seen him on those talk shows. And now here he was, uh, a teacher on a sitcom. I thought that was pretty cool. You know what killed
2: me about that show with him? The entire show was almost like he was about to break up in laughter or something. Like, <laughs> like true. I'm a comic. What am I doing this sitcom for? When he delivered his lines, he just always seemed to have this, I don't know, air about him.
0: I know exactly yeah. what you mean. He uh-huh. always seemed to have this kind of smirk on his face, and he had this kind of delivery. Uh, yeah. And uh, think about the people on that show, including John Travolta, Dan. Maybe that's why you didn't like the show, because you recognized even then that... You were in a uh, a hot guy or a handsome guy competition. <laughs> when you, listen, yeah. I, I have a question. This is legitimate, okay? I have a question. <laughs> no, it's not because it you're is. laughing already. Okay. No, this okay. is legitimate. You know how when you're on the water and you see somebody in a boat, you always wave. The boat yes. wave, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I kind of I do that on the golf course. If I'm passing somebody, you know, you just sort of give them a wave, golf wave. When yeah. you see another really good-looking guy. Like, do you guys look at each other and just kind of nod like, hey there. Do you do that? <laughs> do you have, is there a secret good-looking guy signal? Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. That's exactly what all the good-looking
2: guys do. We, we reach a
1: threshold in the acting world, and we okay. do the, the knowing nod. Yeah. Well, okay. Yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> However. Of course. Interesting, funny. I just happen to have this tidbit this morning. It's a good time to insert it. Yes. Insert, please. A study by the Journal of Personal Relationships has determined women prefer humor over muscles and looks over the long term, which I'm... (laughs) I'm not surprised because I've told the story year after year after year when I was going out with Delise when we were engaged since we've been married people like say to her almost with a look of disgust on their face like how did you how did you like
0: how did you and Fred get like hooked up like how could somebody so beautiful yeah yeah no i've heard it, i've seen it in person people say things like is he part of a make a wish thing is that <laughs> <the> point, or? <laughs> and, her su- and her
2: sweet response was always over the years and i'm not kidding when i say this it was like mm-hmm. shocking sometimes and i get the discrepancy and attractiveness but she would just say because he was funny that's mm-hmm. what that would be her r- response And then she blinks and on her eyelids are written the words (laughs) help me. (laughs) Uh
1: But anyway uh did she ever turn down any really good looking guy that you know about
2: that that, uh, um I don't know. We started going together when we were almost eighteen. So maybe. I don't know. We broke up once and I I don't know. Well, well, I know, according there? to the study, Dan, if you and I took a run at a chick, a real hot chick, over the long run, I'd probably win out. That's my point.
0: <laughs> mm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, All I right. was over there on Friday at the Patterson Estate. Where are you? Paying a visit, yeah. Had to do some business. And Fred and I were talking in the, um, what is that area called? Family room. Yeah. Yeah. Family room. And, uh, no, the family room. It's You've beautiful. had a family room before. Everything... Is beautiful over at the Patterson home. It really is. You walk in there and you just feel like, ah, oh, man, I should live here. Um, and then all of a sudden, after a few minutes, Delise just kind of, I don't even know, like, she's almost just a theor- I always describe her, she's very ethereal. She just kind of wandered into the room on a puff of, you know, like, just glides. She glides when she's, and then next thing you know, she's there and she smells good and she's beautiful. And you look over at this thing, and you're like, eh, I don't I get
2: know.
0: it. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> now, now I've, listen, I'm somewhere in between, because I've, I have definitely punched above my weight, I think. You know, I know you say that I'm somewhat decent-looking, but I'm not Dan Duran-looking. But I've Man. always gotten way better-looking women. And, you know, there was a time when Dan and I would go out to bars together, and I'd say, okay, Dan, you just get them over here, and I'll do all the talking. <laughs> 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 just, I used Dan as hot guy bait it, going on because women literally would come over and just look at him and want to touch him and things.
2: You know what my experience was along those lines. My buddy Doug, who you both know, the girls loved him when we were teenagers, like seriously, it was like crazy good looking guy, very stylish and all that, and sometimes I thought I had a chance at these girls. When in fact I didn't, because they were just warming up to me, because mm. they knew I was good friends with Doug. I swear exactly. to God, no, and yeah. it would be like, well, is she interested in me?" And then I, <laughs> I'd find out that no, that Fred and Doug they're like best friends. So you can get to Doug through Fred.
0: So again, hey, well, used I, I, you know, again. That study, that study you mentioned, study, study, that study, that uh, research you've mentioned, I mean, that's Mm -hmm. been around for years. I did a joke in the 80s about, you know, women say they prefer, you know, funny men, Mm -hmm. but then they end up with the the Dan Durans of this world, you know, (laughs) let me address that. Uh, Fred froze there. Yeah. I thought I was waiting for this profound pause, but he went. Yeah. Let me address that. And then, for you people who aren't watching us on Facebook, his screen is frozen. Dan, you were with me through the '80s. Mm-hmm. I mean, you you saw you know, the funny thing is most comedians will talk about the kind of women that like stand up comics, and you know they're always a little bit bent. <laughs> you know. You, <laughs> They are women that like radio guys and stand up comedians are always something a little bit off about them, you know, especially because I traveled for weeks on end in the 80s. And, you know, sometimes women would come up to me after the show and, you know, express interest in me. And they were always a little bit. Askew, you know, like the charming <laughs> <like laughs> okay, like 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 way, a dro- or no, sometimes, but obviously was like a droopy eye, or uh, you know, something was a bit off. If you were a you know comedy fan, Fred, you uh, you froze after you said, "Let me address that."
2: Well, when I was writing down that down this morning, I thought we probably won't use this because it's exactly what you said. You know that theory's been around for a long time. It's just funny what happens on this show. We start talking about a subject where I could insert that perfectly. You understand what I'm saying? <clears throat>
0: yes, I do. So
2: is when you said, ah, that's been around. I I totally agree. It yeah. has been. Um, and so which means there there's probably something to it as well. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: Um, okay, well, you know, Dan, I'm speaking of inserting things into the show, I wondered when I saw this on the weekend, where will I insert this joke for Dan? And since we're talking and we started with uh, Gabe Kaplan and comedians and that study that uh, Fred cited, and I thought, where will I insert this funny joke for Dan? And now is the perfect time. Are you ready, Daniel? I am ready. All right, listen to this.
2: Hey, Mom, mm-hmm. there's four men on the Titanic when it hits the iceberg. The waiter
0: says we need to get to the lifeboats. The teacher says, what about the kids? The lawyer says, fuck those kids. The priest says, do you think we have time? Oh, my God, <laughs> oh, 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 oh.
1: <laughs> This episode 1303... <laughs> Of Humble and Fred, was that about right? Thirteen oh three. I don't know. Season thirteen, episode. That's year you were born. <laughs> yes. Is <laughs> 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 being That's broadcast to right? the world. <laughs> <laughs> from our state-of-the-art Hubble & Fred Studios in Toronto, from our well-equipped Brampton facility with a winterized pool, and from Lisa's Dining Room Table in Peterborough, and is brought to you by the Retirement Sherpa, the Chambers Plan, Boron One, EVNet.ca, Palma Pasta, and welcoming back to great sponsors, Bodog and Kelsey's. And now here are two men who have never asked their partner to change into a bikini and strut around a resort, So all the other guys could get a look at what they're missing. It's Humble and Fred. Wow. Very nice to have. What is that? Uh, Donald Trump is uh, there's some sort of uh, strange um, Australian billionaire that had, you know, dealings with Trump and said that this was he quoted. He's been quoted as as uh, making that he saw Trump say this to, you know, somebody around the table that he was at
0: okay try that all again because i didn't really understand so this is a story that broke this weekend yes about because i normally have my trump radar out there oh really okay yeah of course clearly so
2: So australian Australian billionaire
0: billionaire, anthony pratt right is that the billionaire that trump was bragging about the the documents and things to this submarine thing yeah right Yes. yes okay and he
1: said to you. 60 Minutes Australia, and there's the whole segment is on the internet somewhere if you want to watch it. He okay. said that Trump said, I'll do that when you walk around with me in your bikini. I actually said he said that to, uh, I'm sorry, I apologize. I, what Trump said was, uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, are you drunk? That's yet? what Melania said.
2: How fucking hard that's, could it be to tell us okay. what happened? <laughs> <laughs> he he asked that. his
1: wife, Melania, no, me to walk in Mar-a-Lago yeah, like... Mar- Mar- in a bikini so all the other guys could get a look
0: at what they were missing. I see, okay. According to oh, okay. Anthony now, Pratt. Yeah, Dan, <clears> just so you know, I want to be real for a second. You know you're not under oath. This isn't a trial. No, it feels <laughs> okay. like it sometimes around it's here. Not, anyway. It's not. It's <laughs> not. It's not try. Um, it's just no. if you listen back to what you just said, we were both confused as to the origin of the. Um, okay, well, anyways, now right. now we okay. understand. Anyway, so
2: there you go. see how quickly that went from Australia to Mar-a-Lago, like uh, like a click of fingers. There,
0: yeah, okay. So, but mm-hmm. but Dan, just you're yes. not. This isn't a polygraph. You're not under oath. You're with your two besties. Just relax. Okay. Um. So,
2: so he said breath, to Melania. Exactly.
0: He said, "Melania, I'm going and put
2: that bikini on and go out there so the fellas can see what they're missing." Basically, right. is what happened. That's what right. happened. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't see that. You know what I mean? I mean, you know, a lot a lot of guys might do that and be half kidding when they
0: say it. And, yeah, but a lot of guys aren't. You no, know, the most disgusting human being that's ever lived.
2: Yeah, that's right. And convicted rapists. No, I get convicted that. Rapists,
0: a, <laughs> it definitely colors it for sure.
2: But in the Trump yeah. world, that seems relatively innocent.
0: You know, uh, back to the idea of, you know, you and Elise being together and it being a bit incongruous in terms of it, the, the, your looks and things. You know, <laughs> there's a nice word. Yeah, it was. it's a bit incongruous. Um, mm. I was out for dinner last week and uh, I noticed an older gentleman with a younger woman. And I I was nostalgic for uh, that period of my, of my life. And uh, and not nostalgic, but it just sort of reminded me of that period of my life when, you know, myself and lady friend were together. And, you know, for you people who don't know, just briefly, she, I was 54 and she was, 25 and then we were together for almost five years so when we broke up she was just about to turn 30 and i was whatever but i looked at that guy and this younger woman a similar age discrepancy and most people were ignoring it but i i know that other people besides myself would have noted it you
2: could tell they were together it wasn't father daughter or anything like that
0: no they were sitting she was basically they were sort of she was feeding
2: them. them grapes or something yeah
0: it's, it's, it's some something like that yeah. okay <laughs> but you could tell they were together right okay. and um and i thought you know again no one was really no one made a, a, a thing about it but i could see everyone you would note mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. it was noted mm-hmm. and uh that period of my life and because amanda was you know was extremely good looking and 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 you know And so I remember those things. I I not only was feeling a little bit odd because I'm so much older than her, but also nowhere near good-looking enough to have been with her. And so I got a sense of what you've been through your entire life, is what I'm trying to say. You know, it's a bit off.
2: Yeah, but... Well, I guess I was gonna say yeah, but part of those people looking at you are envious. I guess the same with me. People mm. look at look at that ghastly fellow. <laughs> well I'm envious of him because they're look curious. At the woman they're he's like, with. Yeah, what's <laughs> what's going on over there? Yeah.
0: Yeah, Dan. What are your thoughts about that? When you, like, what, <laughs> oh,
2: look you, at that woman over there. She's with a fellow who's out on a day pass from the. <laughs> That's right.
0: <laughs> look at that. Is she? Is that one from of those, the asylum like, make-a-wish troll things where the yeah. troll? <laughs> <laughs> I did. because yeah. the women you're with have always been of the same level, similar level as you. You're there. You're you're good looking. They're. Good looking. It's not. There's no describing. The, I, you know, listen again. I've always, lo- you know, felt like I've punched above my weight. You know, with the women that seem to be attracted to my combination of quirky looks and humor. Yeah, and, and intelligence as well. Because you're, you're a smart. Uh, person. Yeah. My
2: problem uh, yeah. is I look like I've been punched with weights. <laughs> <laughs> That's
0: right. You look like a weight dropped on your face. Yeah. You got like a little twenty on the top. <laughs> um. Like, when you're with these beautiful women, you just look at each other and just go, oh, this is great. We're fucking, we're just beautiful. I don't think,
1: in terms of we're just beautiful, I look at the person and say, she's beautiful. No, no, I no, don't no, think no, no, about it no, in no, no, relation to no. me. Oh, you mean when other women are looking
2: at other No, people. you're sitting there yeah. with these beautiful women, and then you're just sitting there knowing that all everybody's looking At you going, oh, look at that beautiful couple. Oh, I imagine they'd make beautiful babies. Oh, look at that. Look at
0: them. I wish there's that. I I was more, that's true, but I I was more like Dan's looking at Lisa, Lisa's looking at Dan, and it's just like a beautiful super circle of beauty. All right. Whereas, you know, I've told the story of. You know, having uh, sex with lady friend on Dan Duran's lawn in the middle of the yes. day, and at some point I looked up and I just said, "I feel sorry for you." And she said, "Why?" I said, "Because I get to look at you, and you have to look at this That's disgusting right. piece of crap." Mm-hmm. Oh yeah.
2: Oh, that no. area of grass really started to grow well. <laughs> <I was> Dan <afraid laughs> would look out yeah. and go, "Why is that patch of grass so green?" It's so all, green, right there. Listen, why do I have to cut that all the time? <laughs> <laughs> I'm,
0: I'm not a am not afraid to tell you. It was one of the sex. I know we one of the sexiest things I've ever seen is her dark, golden brown skin wearing nothing but cowboy boots. I, Jesus.
2: It's a hot, sunny yeah. day. Oh so my God! It was a hot so sunny all day. the clothing was removed
0: on the front lawn. Is this what you're saying? Yeah, yeah, it was. And she told me, actually, the thing is, we were on our way back from somewhere, and we were staying at dance for some reason. Right. On the way back, she said, by the way, when we get to dance, we're going to have sex. And I'm like, all right. And then we had a shower, and we came out of the shower. I thought we were going to go into one of Dandorans, so, you know, cool little theme bedrooms, you know. And she's like, no, yeah, no There no. was the China room. There was, was the China room, Japanese room, whatever it was. It was the, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so what I was said. the other
2: one? The other one was Netherlands or something?
0: Oh, I don't remember anymore Anyway, so I I went into the I I started going back into the bedroom She says, no, no, no And she's just wearing her cowboy boots And nothing else She goes, no, no, let's go outside And I'm like, well, I guess so You know, that's what a lot of other 57-year-olds are doing Or whatever age I was And, uh, yeah Yeah so for yes, co- also for context, Dan Duran's front yard was this beautiful farm, uh, fully enclosed. No one could see us. But anyway, yeah, it was just trees and trees know, you know, and beautiful area. And hey, well equipped with video cameras, I might add. <laughs> Dude, I so would if, if you search from- on YouPorn,
2: if you really <laughs> search on YouPorn,
0: <laughs> <laughs> I would. i Dan. If you have that video, hey Dan, don't go away. But I want us to uh, take a second here before the show gets too uh, far along. And I want to talk uh, about these returning sponsors. Hey, hockey fans, grab your friends and take a trip down the block to Kelsey's to watch the game. Uh, we got some great news coming. We'll, We'll let you know at the end of this week or maybe early next week about our Humble and Fred Christmas party, which is returning to Kelsey's. But we don't have any details other than we can tell you that this year for the first time, And I think since the pandemic, we are going to have a little Christmas drop in get together, humble and Fred recording, okay? Enjoy a 16 ounce Molson Canadian Draft for only (laughs) $6.50. That's for you hockey fans. Plus, enter for your chance to win original six hockey tickets. All you have to do is visit the Roadhouse to watch a sports game, get a ticket, and enter to win. This contest is on for a limited time, so head over. Game night should not be a tame night. Grab your buds and visit Kelsey's today, the original Roadhouse. Visit kelsey's.ca for more details. No purchase necessary. Taxes extra must be legal drinking age. Kelsey's love loves Celebrating, looking to host a holiday party Which we're doing Book on Kelsey's.ca and save 10% per guest Also, if you book your party before November 15th, you could win A $500 gift card for more information, go to kelseys.ca.
2: Well, Howard started off by saying, hey, hockey fans, I say, hey, football fans. Uh, tonight, the Monday nighter, it's the uh, 49ers. What a machine in Minnesota against the Vikings. The Niners, a seven-point pick. The over-under on that game, 43.5. These numbers come to you from Bodog. Uh, whether you're a sports better, a horse racing fan, a poker, a casino player, Bodog, your number one source of online gambling entertainment from their industry-leading odds, world-class book and feature-rich poker room to their fully-loaded casino and book. Yes, they've been providing Canadian players with an unparalleled gaming experience since 1994.
0: And I wanted Dan to stay here because, and this is going to, like a lot of things we've talked about so far on the show, they all sort of tie in, and Fred and I prepare the program separately, and a lot of times things that we prepare just seemed to work. I had this crazy dream about you two. Um, it happened on the night. I just want to because Dan's known me longer than you, Fred, but, you know, I'm not always been the best sleeper, but I will say this and not just recently, but since I quit drinking, I have just gotten better and better over the years in terms of the ability to sleep on the weekend. You know, oftentimes now, like last night, I had like 7.4, you know, on the weekend, it was remarkable that I had 8.9 hours of sleep which for me is like, that's I haven't had 8.9 hours sleep my whole life. And what, you know, of course I woke up at five and instead of, you know, getting up and doing the show, I just went back to sleep for hours and hours. But when I went back to sleep the last time, Dan, I had this dream about Fred and I uh, and you. And in the dream, the premise was Fred came to me and said, we're losing money. The, the show is good. We're going to have to, the show is going to be over. We have no more money left and and i was like oh that's terrible fred what am I gonna do and fred said to me in the dream i'm gonna i'm gonna be um i'm gonna go and be a baseball player <laughs> i said what he said yeah i think i could get it if i could get on a baseball team they would pay him money i think that would help support the show and then i came around the corner and dan you were hooking up a um a boom mic that Fred was going to use, this is the fucking weirdest thing, that Fred was using for batting practice, and you had rigged together a... A ball. For some reason, there was no baseball, but it was a duct t- ball of duct tape that you had cobbled together. And this is—I looked at this. This was the big solution that Fred and you had come up. With. And that's when. That's when I woke up and I went, "What the fuck was that all about?" But it was so on point. You were rigging together the boom, Mike. You had Jimmy somehow this ball of, of of duct tape, and Fred was like, "This is the solution. I'll get. A, I'll get. A, I'll get a gig in Major League Baseball." Crazy. <laughs> how do you explain that was it I 78? but i wrote it as soon as i woke up i gotta write that down because that's that's weird and uh they had all these elements of uh all the things that you're but yeah fred's like i've got a great solution i'm gonna get on with a major league baseball team and here's how i'm
1: practicing that sounds like uh, that sounds like the beginning of uh the humble
0: and fred movie Right there, there. <laughs> that's right. Howie, I've got a great idea. <laughs> it's funny. You no, know, I. To your point, what I did eat was uh, pho. pho. I went to this. There's a Vietnamese restaurant that has right open up on the Queensway, and I had this great bowl of this Vietnamese soup that I love. Maybe that's what it was. I don't know. But I slept for almost nine hours. <laughs>
2: You know, there's that legendary story about you, me, and Phil going out for pho and then me driving home and I had to pull off and go in and run into a McDonald's to explode. Very. Remember that story?
0: I do. We took you out for Vietnamese food and it couldn't, it didn't stay in your body longer than a couple of minutes.
2: <laughs> you know, I uh, there's a follow-up to that and I don't know what it is. It happened to me again, not to that extreme. This is about a year or so again. I don't know, Here in Brampton, I tried some pho and it was just for the that afternoon it wasn't the same explosive uh situation but and then i was trying what i'm thinking what could be the ingredient in that that does that to me because i'm somewhat of an iron gut um and look at you it gives you crazy dreams <laughs> Fuck! what are they putting that stuff
0: i don't know man dan you like uh, it's funny because i thought of you too also dan that This restaurant hadn't existed on the Queensway very long. It's just a couple months. And uh, I thought, I wonder if Dan Duran, if he ever came back to the city, would like to go to this restaurant. I would love to go to that. Really good. And it's, you know, not very expensive. Good. Well, let's make a plan to do that then. I've been at uh, Vietnamese food
2: for a little while. Hey, speaking of restaurants, have you guys ever heard of Dave's
0: Chicken? No. Um, Yeah, there's one on uh, Queen Street. Yes
2: yeah there there's three locations in toronto and a minority owner investor is drake and there's several in uh, california tomorrow i think is his 37th birthday he's just a child isn't he Mm -hmm. and in california if you go to dave's chicken you get a free chicken sandwich in california here in toronto if you go into um A Dave's Chicken And prove that you're following Dave's Chicken On Instagram or Facebook You get a slider
0: (laughs) What, here in Toronto?
2: Yeah, here in Toronto you get a slider In California you get a sandwich
0: Isn't that uh, interesting?
2: Isn't that something? Like, you know, listen, I like anything free but a slider. Like, I mean, that's just a
0: tease, isn't it? Well, listen, the slider ain't worth what you'd have to. I know where that location is. It's about yeah. uh, three or four blocks east of Roncesvalles, right at the King-Queen mm-hmm. split there. Just finding parking would cost you more than the slider.
2: Well, this is it. It's, But I think, why? Do, you know, again, that's that U.S., right? U.S. Canada thing Everything's What bigger and Better in people's mm. Minds or something But yeah a Slider well, you, would, you, one- you would go in And have the Slider and think That's not enough Then you'd end up Buying some
0: uh, is the chicken any good? I've never been. I, in I have no idea. I didn't know it existed before I read the story. And I've only, I only, that's what, tweaked, I've, I've just driven by it. I've never driven in it. But it's an, it's, it's new in that location that I mentioned. But the, it's yeah, a they, pretty uh,
2: good story. But one thing, it, it is a pretty good story, too, because apparently in California, he he had the chicken sandwich and loved it so much. Can you imagine being in that position? I love that sandwich so much. I want to invest in the company. right? And he did. And he brought it to Toronto.
0: Yeah, I, mean, I like this faux place, but I wasn't like, hey, I, maybe I'll open up one in my own <laughs> yeah. my own yeah, location. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: I can't. Well, I, I, I've, I've never had a, uh, any kind of meal, food, anything in my, that would have inspired me. If I, even I had a, a crap load of money that I would have ever thought of, oh, I've got to. This is so <laughs> good. I must bring it to the world. Mm, never yeah.
0: occurred to me. Yeah, I guess we just can't relate to that shit, man. Wow. The place, I and I don't know the name of the place, and if I tried to pronounce it, I'd screw it up, but apparently this is the second location of this place. It's on the Queensway West between here and Sherway, so it's that far west. And I had just driven by it, actually, on the way home the other night from when, when I had dinner with uh, Darren and Lori. And I'm like, oh, that's new. I hadn't seen that. And so I tried it out, and I got to tell you, those people are making ridiculous amounts of money because it's quite a big restaurant. Like, it holds... A couple hundred people. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, it's a big restaurant. And I went there Saturday night. What was I watching? I, went, oh, I was watching some golf. And I went, oh, I should just get out of the house and go eat some. Uh, I wanted to go try that place. I thought maybe I'll just pick it up and take it home. I thought, mm-hmm. I, you know, for the 45 minutes I'll be sitting here. It was jammed down. Plus, they've got an outdoor area with, like, heaters and such. Um, and, you know, they just they just go. Everything's quick. You know, you order your mm-hmm. food and it's there in 10 seconds, and you just, and then it's like that bowl of pho I had was, I don't know, $16. And I thought about the, the amount of ingredients, what it would have cost to put that thing together. wouldn't have been more than a couple bucks. So they're doing fine.
2: Uh, but a big, huge uh, pot of pho, I mean, that's, I mean, if you're in the restaurant business, that's a pretty good way to go because just think about that. Eh? Could you just, and then you, you can keep it around for the next day and maybe even the next day because it's like broth and soup. Yeah. And- no, I now you're making me hungry because I love faux and I would like to try. You know, uh, I'd like to try it again just to see. But <laughs> is it some kind of a spice or a pepper in there that the Fred man just can't
0: handle? Why don't, don't you know. just get, take one of your diapers, and <laughs> <laughs> throw it on, yeah, just throw it on, yeah, throw it I'll on it there, let it go, man. Yeah, I'll hold it back.
1: <laughs> yeah. maybe, um, maybe deconstruct pho. Maybe that's the way. So get the faux recipe, and just have each ingredient of the faux <laughs> until you 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 know you you have a movement.
2: Guys, 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 guys. You, say, you uh, guys, you say guys. recipe. In speaking, my beautiful little wife, she said to me the other day, "You know what I'm going to make?" And I said, "What?" And I'll preface this by saying I love red cabbage. Do you guys mm-hmm. like red cabbage? Love it. Oh, yes, I, I do. do.
1: It's okay. She
2: she said I'm going to make cabbage steaks. I said, what? She says, I'm making cabbage steaks. I said, what is that? She said, well, you just watch me. So she gets a head of cabbage and she slices it in such a way that they look like steaks laying on a plate. Okay? Okay. You, I've
0: seen I've seen this on Instagram and TikTok where they, 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 they turn it into a steak with all the oh. yeah, amazing. Eh? And oh, then she, she, she rubbed a, a spread or a spice on it. Spices,
2: lots of garlic and then bakes it for like 25 minutes and then optional but what she did is she put some goat cheese on top of it after nice. that i'm telling you we had it two nights she made it twice uh, i'm saying if i'm a vegetarian like that's like that's a mainer no no sure. questions asked and, and it, right and to
0: be clear it doesn't it doesn't taste like steak it's just a no, real no, no. nice yeah.
2: Steak, Steak just comes from the appearance yeah. of it and the way you cut right. it. But I'll tell you, I have never. And again, I love red cabbage to begin with, but so good. Just while you're eating it, you know, one of those things you keep looking at it going, like, how can this be so good? It's just like a vegetable, but. <laughs> And then what she did? She fried up the garlic and put it over top, and then inserted some, and then again whatever the spices were, and oh, it was just so good, fellas. You know what I'll do? I'll put the recipe up on our uh, Facebook page. I'll give it to Boone to put up, because people often, you know, come back yes, and ask. Send
0: it to us. me. I can put it up.
2: Oh, okay. Right. I'll no, put it up after I send
0: it. Yeah, Lisa would love that. Because she yeah. bought a cabbage, a red cabbage, in the weekend. Listen, I got to do is A couple years ago, Charlie, for my my Christmas holiday gift, gave me access to the master class. That series mm. of, and I the one that I sort of focused on the most was the master class of George, of George of Gordon Ramsay. Right. And one of the things I learned to make was the same thing, but a cauliflower steak. Mm. Or you cut a cauliflower into a thick cut. Same thing. Cover it in spice, harissa, and all this other stuff. Bake it. And it's just unbelievable. You know, again, you put a mushroom. There's a mushroom um, marinade. You put it on top of it. And it looks. It kind of has the appearance of a steak. But, God damn, it was good.
2: Well, when we were down in Mexico in San Miguel de Allende, uh, you remember that place, Pork Belly? Yeah, yeah. They had the grilled cauliflower. And how good that was! Grilled cauliflower.
0: Mm. Mm. What was the other dish we had there that I, you had? I had severally was some kind of some pork. Um, again, since we're speaking of food, I saw this story, and this will be of no surprise to the two of you, world travelers. That the, the premise of this study was that the more people of a country, the more people that enjoy their food. The bigger, the higher sense of well-being they have, and the people of Puerto Rico, Greece, and Norway, according to this study, enjoy their food more more than diners in any other countries, mm. and also have a higher overall sense of well-being. And this goes to uh, what you've said, Fred. You know, and and some of the other countries, and at the top of the list are Italy, mm. France, places where. You know, a a Japan where a meal can take two and a half hours where going out to dine is an experience. And it's not just something you shovel into your giant face hole. (laughs) You just shovel away. And, uh, you know, I could give you some of the other details. but basically, that's the whole idea is that well-being is equated to how much time and enjoyment you get out of your food. Well, that's
2: one of my main takeaways from you know, my two visits to Italy and I've said, you know, people just have a different attitude there and it's about food and family and friends rather than the rat race. What I can gather. And I'll tell you, I mean, to, to drill down on that, just watching Italians eat the pace in which they eat, the look on their faces when they take their sip of wine. It's almost like, you know, when you watch the Sopranos and those guys are eating Mm -hmm. or like the Godfather, it's just, there's something about it that, you know, okay, it's, it's time to eat all your concentration is on that right now and you do it properly you know as you say you know shovel it down like you know where you get
0: out of breath and shit (laughs) like you and i do (laughs) you shovel it down where your collarbone starts to ache (laughs) um dan what are your thoughts about eating uh food people's
1: well-being uh, well, I agree with all of that. I was just thinking that I tend to eat fast sometimes, and mm-hmm. maybe I should, you know, be more. But I do take the time to, when we generally sit down, to light a candle and pl- put some music yes, on, does. and that that mm-hmm. that keeps yeah. kind of real. But I've had a few meals lately because, well, for whatever reasons, we've had some issues around the home here. The uh, the what, water what went out. Be? Well, the what? water it sprung a leak in the water system in this house. Yeah, the, one of the uh, plastic pipes uh, had a pinhole leak, and then it got a little bit bigger, so there's that issue. So we have to shin the water off most of the time. And the same, uh, same. Oh, this all happened yesterday, the, uh, the fridge stopped working upstairs here, so I had to Is it
0: now? disassemble the fridge. And it, it must be crazy. great having a handyman like you around, Jesus. Well, I, I thought, thought so, too, hell. but a <laughs> whole eight months went by, and... <laughs> And all he did was close the cupboard. <laughs> <Yeah>. um,
2: <laughs> hey, um, n-
0: normally, we don't do emails on uh, Mondays. But this one, I-, I was curious about this one. So please indulge me. Hi guys. It's a very quick subject line, hi Dan guys. Duran new segment. And it comes from our friend, Suzanne, yeah. Susanna Bleasby. She does not say hi, guys. But whenever that happens, I'm assuming it's inferred. Hi guys, She says just simply... When Dan goes off on one of his tirades, which are great, new segment. Dan Durant's <laughs> trademark. <laughs> and I looked at that email. I'm like, "What show is that?" Yeah. What What are these Dan Durant tirades that I'm I'm missing? Like that was that just what you just there just did there was that a Dan Durant tirade? Well, I suppose it could be. I could spice it up a little more anger.
2: Well, that you know, would be it because when does he? I don't ever recall him going on a tirade, so to speak.
1: You know, you said talking about me complaining to the manager.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, explaining oh, one of maybe. those stories, maybe. Yeah. And, and when she says Dan Durant, I thought, which I love, by the way, Susanna. Thanks for your email. I had one. It remind didn't I have something similar a while ago? And I said we should have a segment where Dan does a, his commentary or something. Anyway. But I, I I was perplexed by it, not knowing which tirade she was talking about. But
2: uh. Well, when Dan goes on a tirade, I, I, like, I've seen them. I've been around them over a couple of scotches. He raises his voice, and he starts talking very choppy. That's my experience <laughs> when he gets mad at me, usually a political debate. Yeah. And then I'll, I frustrate him, and then he'll just, Fred, you right. just don't understand <laughs> what... Because that that, to me, that'll that's a change tirade. Fred's mind. <laughs> yeah. um,
0: I don't know. I, for some reason, maybe he's uh, he goes easy on me because I don't think I've ever seen. Well, I, I shouldn't say that. I've had him get mad at me personally. And you you know want to deck me. But uh, Susanna, we don't know. Maybe she's maybe she gets us mixed up because all, all we are is on a tirade. Oh, yeah. We speak in tirades we wake up that way yeah <laughs> that's right it doesn't take us much to get warmed up we're in a tirade right now about Dan Durant segments <laughs> um anyways dan will you uh think about it Dan Durant, so i like that and now okay. another because i did say something to you the other day that you should do it was just recently where i said you should do a Dan Durant commentary remember this just was last week
2: uh i don't recall Maybe you oh, dreamt okay. that too. Were oh no, no, foe no, that no, day oh. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Dan, it was in the last couple of weeks. I did say you should do some social commentary about something. Anyway, we will. I, I love the fact that you know we 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 will call them Dan Durant's and hey. uh, and Dan Durant will come back with his uh, news. With his um, news. Yeah, it's okay. all going to happen on this program. Okay. All right. Okay. All right, Freddie. Let's. Um, let's uh let's do some uh stuff here what is the yes. name of, what is the name of that s- stone song that the new one?
2: Oh, something about heaven
0: isn't it is it a heaven, heaven. rolling stones
2: there's angry that's easy to remember the other one was uh
0: angry. something about heaven Yeah, you know, I, I actually i like it because i want to talk about keith richards when we're done uh, 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 uh. all right go do it freddie Uh, Chambers of
2: Commerce Group Insurance Plan, Canada's number one group benefits plan for small business. Yes, if you have a small business, go to chamberplan.ca today. Uh, All the information is there, how to become part of this, what it'll cost you. Of course, that's very, very important. Please note that uh, the quote you get is pretty consistent. Uh, with quotes over the past several years, because again they do a great job of holding the line on uh, premium increases because small business hey man you got to know what you 're doing you got to know what 's in store for the next year or so. we can relate to that and We've been part of the Chamber Plan, and it's just been great. It's worked out so well for us. And look at our company. It's well, three, four people. That's it at the most over the years. So uh, Chambers of Commerce Group Insurance Plan, of course. It's dental, and it's prescriptions and some therapies, uh, but they have other components as well, like an HR department, which is fantastic for small business. Chambers of Commerce Group Insurance Plan, chamberplan.ca
0: rentelectric.ca is the address to write down if you want to rent an electric vehicle all of them can be rented for personal or business use and I'm not just talking about Teslas which are, you know, the one everyone thinks of but there's lots of other EVs available hatchbacks, sedans, Chevrolets, Nissan hourly and daily rentals available and uh, for a limited time you can get $40 off your first rental Use the promo code HUMBLE-EV when you call 1-800-387-9391 or go to rentelectric.ca. They're located close to the Humble & Fred Studios. 427 in Dundas. 1-800-387-9391. So on your recommend, Friedrich...
2: Uh, by the way, Sweet Sounds of Heaven is the name of that song. Thank you. On your recommend,
0: uh, I uh, listened to the entire Keith Richards interview. May I do my impression of it? Mm-hmm. Fuck. <laughs> I want to mock it first and then tell you how much I enjoyed it after. But, it, like, that, the, the mouth sounds... We're just bananas. You're talking the Stern one. Yes, the Stern yeah. one. Mm-hmm. What was the name of the song? Almost Heaven Something? Sweet Sounds of Heaven. Sweet Sounds. Yeah, uh, but I really enjoyed it. I, I was very uh, tickled by how nervous Stern was. Legitimately. Oh, yeah, I get it. At the beginning of the interview, uh, they were. Mm-hmm. he did it later in the afternoon and I don't know why he bothers bringing Robin along, but fine, <laughs> you know. Um, but just prior to Keith walking into the studio, Stern was, you could see, it was like he was kind of hyperventilating a little bit, and uh, mm-hmm. and it took him a while, and, and he was pretty nervous throughout the... the he settled down later and it, he got back to sort of his normal Stern-like uh, interview, but it took him a while to find his rhythm. I, I really enjoyed it, other than that constant... <laughs> Well, again, guys of our
2: era put a list together of rock stars and, you know, even obviously not the front man of the Rolling Stones, a, you know, an A minus or, or you know, a a 1B type personality. You know what I mean? Keith Richards, he's been part of our lives for
0: over 50 years now. For our whole lives, even longer. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: 60 years. Yeah.
0: Yeah, what I didn't know about Keith Richards Is that he wrote all the songs He writes them Mm-hmm. M- most of them Like m- most of your favorite Rolling Stones songs You know, and there's quite a bit You know, Satisfaction, Jumpin' Jack Flash Angie, Wild Horses There's a lot of Rolling Stones songs that we like mm-hmm. That were written by Keith Richards And for some reason, I did not know that
2: No, it's uh, He's a fascinating guy You know People make fun of him over the years, too, about you know, sure. him not being
0: totally tuned in or totally, totally wild That yeah. guy knows exactly what he's doing, man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, he was, uh, again, aside from the funny little noises, and if you don't know what I'm talking about, have a listen to it. Um, there was a couple times, speaking of mocking Keith Richards, where he sounded, he, because um, Johnny Depp's character in Pirates of the Caribbean. Mm-hmm. And that character is completely based on Keith Richards, just the way Johnny Depp talks. And you could hear it. It was almost like a caricature.
2: It is like that. That's been established. Like, that's true. Like, no, yeah. Oh, okay.
0: Wow. yeah. Right down to the bandanas and the droopy Mm -hmm. earring. Oh, yeah. That was that was where he sort of based that character on was Keith. Mm -hmm. But you're right. He's pretty sharp. And I kept thinking, how old is this guy? He's got to be late 70s, isn't he? sure
2: he'd be around what jagger is jaggers 80 or 81 or whatever it is and i'll tell you you know the jagger these two recent songs both of them just so good and i wasn't on the show here i somebody else was talking about again trump and biden biden in particular you know who's in his late 70s (laughs) and mick jagger as far as the energy levels go there like, uh, you listen to those songs, Howard, and there's no... It just sounds like him 30, 40 years ago. And really, it does.
0: No, I, I agree. Like, that's really one of the most remarkable things about these records that we've played on the show the last few weeks. Yeah. That mix voice. Mix, by the way, 80 years old. And Keith mm-hmm. is 79 years old. It's remarkable. It, re- it really is. And... and, and you know, sort of that's that impression I'm doing of Keith's voice. That's what he's been like for 50 years. He just sort of has this, you know, but, but he was sharp in the interview and, 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 and I, what you said about being one B or what I, I mean, maybe as far as front men goes, Jagger, you think of the Rolling Stones, but Keith Richards is the Rolling Stones. Mm-hmm. Like Keith Richards, you know, the, what I, again, I don't know all these years of being a disc jockey for some reason. I didn't. Cause you know, you, when you think about Lennon and McCartney, as the songwriters of the Beatles, that's obvious. Uh, same with the Eagles. You know, it's Glenn Frey and Don Henley. But mm-hmm. for some reason, I never really put it together until this interview that Keith has been major, the major songwriter of the band. Yeah. And he would bring songs to Mick and say, you know, I'm oh, I'm hoping Mick will sing this. Like, really? Right. You're, you're hoping he will sing Angie? Yeah. Well, my um,
2: favorite Stone song, hands down, is Beast of Burden. And I just uh, Googled it, researched it, and... Uh, you do yeah. the research? Yeah. I mean, composers Mick Jagger and Keith Richards, uh, I guess Keith, you know, brings the idea and Jagger refines it, so to speak, you know, in
0: presentation. But, yeah. 1962, the uh, band formed. I was two years old. You were four. Nineteen mm-hmm. 1962 is 61... 61- Years ago These guys have been Yeah Together Born in 1943 So And been with yeah. the same woman Been with the same wife Patty Hansen, Since 1983 Actually, you know They were married in 83 They've been together Since the late 70s Anyway, it was fascinating, and thanks for that. If uh, you guys uh, don't have Stern on satellite, maybe you can just, I'm sure it's somewhere on the internet. You can find it. It's pretty good. Um,
2: Last, I don't know, on the weekend or something, I saw, there was, did he not perform with uh, Lady Gaga somewhere recently? I think Darren sent me something as a promotion for the
0: album. Where is that?
2: and then i i'm just thinking to myself um imagine that news day who knows he may outlive us but i mean let's be honest the man's 80 years old it's going to be that's going to be a very significant dead day Yeah. know when they announce that uh same with mccartney when when jagger passes because you know it won't just be any celebrity mention it'll be tributes and
0: memories and All that stuff. Just so super significant. Well, there's going to be a bunch of them. There's going to be Jagger. There's going to be Elton John. There's going to be Paul McCartney, which is going to be a really sad day. Yeah. Um, Willie Nelson is 90. Steve Tyler is 75. Yeah. Um,. But
2: i mean even,
0: yeah. even Willie and Tyler wouldn't be of no Jagger. no no yeah no no I just I meant yeah. in sort of in the aging but yeah sure they're, right they they're not in the same uh, sentence but but Jagger McCartney Elton John Keith Richards maybe because I don't think Keith has the same cachet that Jagger has I I don't think that
2: well everybody
0: everybody's been
2: predicting Keith's death now for, <laughs> for yeah probably 30 years
0: yeah that's sort of the joke with him i'm looking at a picture of him you know he doesn't look any different other than his hair looks exactly the same as he has for 40 years
2: you know another remarkable guy i mean mccartney as well but ringo star is like for his age yeah he looks so so young and full of vitality and sharp and and he's got to be mid-70s, or somewhere between 75 and 80, I would imagine. Ringo? Yeah.
0: Ringo. Is he older here. than
2: Paul? Is oh, he absolutely. Older? Oh, is yeah, he? Old.
0: Okay, yeah. Okay. Ringo's star age. Here, hang on. 83.
2: 83. 83.
0: Jesus. Okay, wow. Yeah, That's right. 81. He was the
2: oldest, wasn't he? Yeah. He was right. the
0: oldest. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's going to be a sad day when those guys uh, pass away. You know, there was, uh, I read some article on the weekend, it doesn't even matter what it was about, but it mentioned a few current pop stars, and I have no idea who they are. (laughs) I just, I don't. And and part of me was like, do I need to look this up or do I care to? And and the answer was no, not really.
2: But, you know, with streaming and social media and everything, we'll never again live regardless of who the latest and best and newest and popular are times were different where you know you only had access to those guys in certain ways so it made that access bigger than life having to listen to the radio you remember listening to the radio and hoping your favorite song come on imagine that and if you missed it you didn't hear it again till it came on you know that whole air around those stars when they were young and new and getting established I think the, the, the accessibility to them added to the the lack of accessibility to them added to the sort of the, the uh, popularity and the,
0: and the memories we have of them. Well, first of all, I totally agree. Secondly, yeah. whatever is uh, uh, better than 100% right, because mm-hmm. the crux of this article, strangely enough, a lot of things are tying mm-hmm. together. Today's show. The crux of the article was that people can. There are. There's. Will never have a level of fame. It's funny. It's not mm-hmm. funny. It's interesting. Curious that you. That that that's where you went because that was the whole point of the article. Mm-hmm. That fame ain't what it used to be because they meant. Again, they mentioned in the article several TikTok celebrities, several Twitch celebrities that have millions of followers. And and part of the article that I found interesting as well was even those people understand that they're never gonna be famous like Mick Jagger. In fact, one of the one of these Twitch celebrities who's got something like four or five hundred thousand people that follow them, they said um when they go to Twitchcom or when they go to these um what are those things called? Like um conventions. Mm-hmm. They're stopped every two feet. People want autographs because those are the people that know them. But they said, "He said, I, I can go for months on the street and nobody knows who I am, mm-hmm. and yet they're making tons of money, being famous, but without the kind of famous weird are talking about."
2: Yeah, and again, now is now, then was then, but
0: it, uh,
2: yeah, remember they. You heard them on the radio and they came to Maple Leaf Gardens
0: yeah, that and, was you a, bought,
2: and you bought their albums and,
0: and, if and you're and really, in, you, it. Would, you would, you would buy a magazine yeah. that told you stories about them. Yeah. 16 uh, magazine <laughs> or, or some kind of our, you know, record radio and records or billboard. Um, the other thing in the article about we, we've talked about a lot in the show is how, you know, Barbara Walters used to be mega famous. Everyone know who she was because there was only one of her and there was only four networks. So if Barbara Walters was on, you know, a talk show outside of ABC, it was a big deal because you knew who she was. Now there are reporters and there are streamers and there are bloggers and there's all this, you know, vloggers who, who no one knows who they are except the people that follow them. Yeah. I remember telling my kids and them laughing
2: at me, but I remember, you know, listen, back when I was a kid, like a 45 being a record with one song on it and another song on the flip side i don't know may have been 98 cents 78 cents whatever they were but i mean we're talking early 60s that was money and then i remember when the cassette tape was first introduced and getting a cassette recorder listening to ten fifty chum and just waiting for your favorite song and hitting record quickly yeah and then so many people recorded songs but the beginning was always clipped a bit because you had to
0: You just missed it, yeah.
2: You just missed it because your song's on, and that's how you would enjoy listening
0: to a song over and over again if you couldn't or hadn't bought the record. (laughs) I know. it sounds. Really, what you just said sounds like our parents talking about, you know, my grandfather, this is true, my grandfather delivered milk in Winnipeg, Manitoba, um, prior to my lifetime, but not much prior, Mm -hmm. in a horse-drawn carriage, in a horse-drawn cart, delivered milk. Like, that's how, that's how antiquated what you just said sounds like to people nowadays. Wait a second. You had to wait for a song to come on? What? The radio? You yeah. listen to the radio? Yeah. I don't know if you've noticed, when you walk in my kitchen, there's a sign above one of the windows that says, Dick's Ripes, Ripe Raspberries, because I, I, I was, you know, it's, I did notice it because where I was sitting, I, I mean, I've seen it before, but for some reason, I took note of it on Friday's visit well the story
2: behind that sign my daughter had that made for me and elise because my father when he was 10 11 years old typical story to help the family you know survive to bring money into the family every saturday and sunday when he wasn't going to school he would work with this guy who had a horse-drawn um wagon and would sell vegetables and fruits out of that wagon So this is back in the 30s, I guess. Yeah. And part of my dad's job would be get your ripe raspberries. Get your. He would have to yell that beside the cart as they went down the road. So he used to tell he told Melanie that story a few times and she always loved it about him saying, get your ripe raspberries. So she had that sign made for us. Dick.
0: Ripe raspberries and that's I mean, it was that funny when from. i saw it on friday mm-hmm. i thought that was something from like when he was up in stainer or like, i thought that was actually something of his that you guys put up there and no. it Looks like that. that's right and you know he tells that story
2: about he'd raise enough money and then he would go on sundays the money that he had raised and go buy a roast beef for dinner on sunday for the family wow i mean we can't relate to that
0: shit Well, no. Honestly. And, and, and but imagine, what, I, yeah. what i like about those two stories about you know my mother's yeah. father and Mm-hmm. The, and, your, and your father mm-hmm. is that's only a generation or so ago. Right. Which is what fascinates me about the last hundred years or the last 50 years or whatever period of time is what does the next, what, what will my daughters and your kids be talking about with their kids mm-hmm. and their kids' kids? Because, it, like, you know, when we first started working together in 1989, you know, you were still writing your sports on a typewriter. Yes, it wasn't until we moved downtown and I, I had a computer, but I, I I had a I was really a, a very unusual because I'd gotten one from the radio station in Montreal, but it was a really early, early crappy version of a laptop. But you and I both didn't work on computers until 1995 when we when we moved downtown or 1996.
2: Well, I had the DOS system on Kennedy Road, the news department. We had access to that. DOS. Not system. in the studio. Oh, no, 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 no. Like for writing my sports cast yeah. and everything. So that was really my introduction. But yeah, computers in front of our noses doing the show. Yeah, that was. Um, but the DOS system was funny, you know, because you had the computer screen. It was just those yellow That's right. letter, letters and numbers and. I remember when we moved to Young and Dundas, Earl Veal saying, you know, you can get pictures on this thing now or whatever the
0: evolution was. And it was like, what? So, (laughs) you know, it's so funny how it, it, you know, the computer was so new and the personal computer was like a a rarity. And then, of course, it went from DOS to pictures to porn, like literally like as soon as overnight. Exactly. Uh-huh. I remember you and I, we've had this discussion recently for some reason, but I remember you and I making an announcement to the audience that they could no longer send us porn because mm-hmm. it was we were using company computers and mm-hmm. we were going to get into trouble.
2: I remember uh, them saying to us, we can't control what you receive, but you know what? You better not send any. That's right. And it was like, oh, right. Yeah, that makes sense. Um,
0: mm-hmm. Back to Ringo Starr, 83-year-old Ringo Starr. And this is a uh, part of the Google search Uh, Why did Ringo Why is Ringo aging so well Was the question asked Mm -hmm. Um, According to Ringo It's uh, due to lots of broccoli and blueberries Maybe Dick's blueberries Uh, The source added that The It Don't Come Easy singer Goes to the gym a couple times a week And meditates daily You know who else is a vegetarian? Paul McCartney Mm Mm-hmm um, there's something to that. Like, I don't... You know, I've been a vegetarian for one you know, one year in my life. In the last seven or eight years, when I quit drinking, I also quit eating meat for 14 months. And I can't really tell you if I had a great benefit or not, but I, I don't eat a lot of... Uh, like that steak I had With Darren and Laura That's the first time I've had steak Months Months
2: I should make a note of that I should send Paul That recipe for the uh, Cabbage yeah. steak uh,
0: For the cabbage steak Yeah I'll do that later today Hey Paul It's Fred <laughs> This is my favorite Ringo song by the way It's much better than She's only say, She's 16 She's beautiful And she's mine You can mm. You can't <laughs> put that out today Yeah no,
2: you wouldn't. Well, I, bet, I bet Jim Jordan likes that song. Who? Jim Jordan? Oh yeah, I love that. He's song. into that kind of thing.
0: Um, at some point, I guess we're gonna have to talk about, it, huh? Do we have to talk about the nonsense? I mean, there is lots no, of nonsense in the like, world. Yeah. Um, let's. What nonsense do you refer? Are you well, referring? There's so much nonsense. There's the Chappelle. There's the Jim Jordan. There's the Trump. There's you know, maybe we can, uh, ease into the week. Um, we do, uh, I want to get some more of our sponsor stuff done because now that we're back up to, uh, back up to full speed here, this is a song, by the way, that I'm talking about, uh, Ringo, she's 16, Ringo's 16. Yeah. You want to talk about how different it is? Like, it's not my bit, but this comedian, I like Gary Goldman has this bit about how, uh, you know at some point people were like hey we we want we want songs on our phone." And Then he pauses and goes, "No, no I, I don't mean i want, we want all the songs on our phone, yeah, 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 mm-hmm. because yeah, no oh, yeah, here it is, yeah, there's like when you were talking about welcome back at the beginning of the show, if my spotify Spotify hadn't frozen, I would have had it on in a second, it's crazy,
2: well, even Spotify, the way it gives you daily. Um, mixes based on your taste. And it's, the other night I, re- I was reading another thing about Glenn Campbell and the way he suffered down the stretch with Alzheimer's and everything. And just when I get to bed, I just went to Spotify, hit Glenn Campbell, you know, and then all the best songs just... And that's how you go to sleep like i don't even have to arrange them i don't have to get them i just hit glenn gamble yeah and, and now there's an hour and something of and i'm not even a super huge fan of his i mean wichita lineman i love that song but just from a nostalgic standpoint what it can yeah. do for you spotify you know
0: and uh, yeah there's that uh documentary that they made i'm still here i think is the name of it oh yeah it's rip your guts out man heartbreak mm-hmm. um well, let's uh, listen to a little inappropriate Ringo Starr music while we talk about these fine folks. <laughs> on, I <laughs> now I don't even want to say his name.
2: <laughs> One, you're 16. you beautiful. And you're, and you're mine. Tim Niblett <laughs> is a portfolio manager. Raymond James, a okay, member was, of the Canadian this what?
0: Let's do a different Ringo Starr, Ringo Starr song. Yes. Uh-huh also a favorite you remember this photograph oh yeah right a little more appropriate for the retirement sherpa.
2: who's a portfolio manager raymond james a member of the canadian investors protection fund uh tim will be by on wednesday uh i haven't got the um you know the up notes yet this week but i'm sure when tim comes by it'll be something else uh, you know it hasn't been the best time uh for the markets and investments and stuff like that but again someone like tim can put it all into perspective and you know just look at your chart it's all about it's not about yesterday it's not about the last week it's about the last two or three years and how things perform and again it takes somebody like him to bring that perspective and make you feel all better about what you're involved with he's uh tim niblet Retirement Sherpa, RetirementSherpa.ca
0: And uh, maybe get your guy or our guy to uh, check out this company, Boron1, Boron1.com. And uh, as always, we've been talking the last little while about so many of the things in our lives that are produced uh, thanks to Boron. And today I just want to just remind you that, you know, these minerals that are used extensively worldwide are unfortunately, or in this case, fortunately, for those of you that might invest, only found in certain areas. For a mineral that's ubiquitous, that's in everything, it really is interesting to me that there's only about five or six commercial boron operations uh, up and functioning. So this particular company, Boron One, has gotten to this point where it won't be long before they're taking Boron out of the ground. So again, making no claims about the company uh, or stock prices. Have a look at it. They are I support the Humble and Fred Show, and we appreciate that. And so we are passing this information on to you, the Boron consumer. <laughs> <laughs> boron One, boron one.com. We were talking about uh, celebrities and, and how sad it will be on the day they die. Uh, did you hear about the death of a particular celebrity that passed away on the weekend?
2: Uh no. I, I, I would. Uh, the last one I think I heard of was uh, Suzanne Somers, and we talked about that. No, I, I'm not up to date with the dead list.
0: Burt Young. Oh, right. Yeah. From, uh, he, a character actor for years, but Mm -hmm. became most famous and most associated with the role of Rocky's brother-in-law, Adrian's brother, on the Rocky movies, and uh, what a great character. You know, I mean, I, I know you know that The Godfather is my favorite movie, as it should be everyone's, but you know, Rocky, the very first Rocky 1976 Capitol Theater In Moose Jaw on Main Street I remember coming out of that theater As a 16 year old uh, One of the first movies That I was ever really affected by You know what I mean by affected Like it it, it, it did something for me I, I, I understood that that was a different Type of entertainment mm-hmm. I remember like it really You know I, I, I could feel it And every time I've ever seen it It's, it's a great The very first Rocky movie I mean, some of the subsequent ones got ridiculous, but there's two or three that are actually, you know, fantastic. And, and number one is definitely my favorite. What year was the first Rocky? 1976, I said.
2: Yeah, okay. Um, 76, yeah. So that was one of those with me, like, uh, what about a college buzz or a high school buzz? Again, you know, before social media and access to stuff, remember when somebody would go see a movie or a group of people would go see a movie or, then there would be that buzz, and everybody would be yeah. talking about it at school, and you'd have to go see it. Actually, go to a theater and line up and buy a ticket, mm-hmm. and go in and watch it. Yeah,
0: eighty-three years old. You see, that's the you know, no matter how good Jagger looks, and Keith is seventy-nine. Mm-hmm. You know, the chances are they're not going to live another ten years. Mm -hmm. I promise you three years ago, Burt Young was probably in some kind of shape where he wasn't thinking about, you know, when he was going to go, but 83, 84, you know, and that's pretty much it. Um, The story goes that Burt Young knew Sylvester Stallone. They were sort of ran in some of the same circles and uh, ran into Sylvester Stallone at some point in 74 or 75 and, Stallone, who was nobody at the time, wasn't even, a, was barely a working actor, mm-hmm. was nobody said, hey, I've written a movie and I want you in it. Mm-hmm. And uh, so Burt Young did an audition for the part. Stallone sort of wrote it around Burt Young. Just that was going to be the guy. And uh, yeah, man. And there's a million of
2: those stories
0: in Hollywood.
2: Hey, man, I've written this movie. Do you want to? can I propose it to you or would you can I have a few minutes uh, to pitch it and and then there was that which was uh, amazing. Yeah, I remember that vividly. That was
0: a must see. Have, have you
2: seen Rocky yet? Have you seen Rocky yeah. yet?
0: And And it was a good, the 70s mm-hmm. from about 73 on and I say 73 because I think that's when, or early 70s were, like the early 70s were The Godfather then movies like The French Connection, then Jaws came out in 76, 77, then Rocky did, then uh, Star Wars did. It was all of a sudden movies, movies blew up for me in the 70s, for everyone. But for me, I really, really, that's kind of when I got into them. I was a teenager, you know, and that was, oh, yeah. My biggest,
2: my biggest memory is The Exorcist. Yeah. Whatever year that was. Early uh, 71, 72. Yeah, maybe a bit later than that. But anyway, at the time, Howard, when the first run of The Exorcist, you had to go downtown to see it to a particular theater. And I forget which one it was, but there was lineups every night. And, of course, you couldn't buy tickets in advance like you can now. Again, you know, pre-internet days. So you would have to go down. And I forget, university theater, whatever it was, you had to go down and line up every night and hoped... That there were still tickets by the time you got to the front of the line. Mm -hmm. And one of the first dates I had with the lease was to go see the exorcist. And we lined up with everybody and get in the first night, luckily. But it was a huge thing. People would go to school the next day and say, yeah, we went down, but I didn't get in. I'm going to try again tonight.
0: 1973 was the first one. There was another one in '77. Yeah, it was crazy. And, and and another one, by the way, just came out called The Exorcist Believer. I mm-hmm. will tell you though, at, at 13 years old, I somehow got taken to that movie, and it was too much for me. Oh, I get it. Sure, it was way too much for me. <laughs> the I, I I've never <laughs> recovered. I have never liked horror movies, based <laughs> because I was so disturbed by that. Well, Carrie was another
2: disturbing movie. Remember yes. That one? Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's why I paid to be
0: rattled like this. Like, <laughs> no, exactly. You know, um, on I, you know, it's funny. I've never, I'm funny. I've never liked haunted houses. I've never mm-hmm. liked the fun house at the fair. Charlie's birthday is uh, Tuesday. We're all going out for dinner. The boyfriends and girlfriends and me and mama. And then after they're going to some kind of fright house. Yes. Listen, I'm not going. They're like, what? <laughs> Hey, you know it's fake. I don't I don't care. I said I have enough, I get frightened enough in my normal day-to-day life. Mm-hmm. I'm I don't need to be that on edge where you walk around the corner some guy jumps out and I don't want that.
2: No. Christ, our age, you shit yourself.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, literally. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't need to shit myself. <laughs> yeah, I've never I've never liked horror movies. Um Well, Young Frankenstein was my favorite horror movie, but it's not a real horror movie. Yeah. Back to, uh, but I'll tell you that I I have always loved that movie, Rocky, and Burt Young was so great in it. Mm -hmm. And then I didn't realize as a kid, obviously, but, you know, later in life, realizing that Talia Shire, who plays Adrian, Mm -hmm. is Francis Ford Coppola's sister. She was also in The Godfather. I mean, all of that, you know, was pretty cool. You know, that's another thing I've done. When you think of all the things,
2: uh, the places you've traveled, things you've done, Doll and I went to Philadelphia, and of course, we had to go to whatever that building was and walk up the steps. We did it. Yeah. And then I sort of sheepishly pretended I was like shadow boxing and she mm, said, okay, that's enough. Yeah. that's enough.
0: That's enough. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny.
2: <laughs> um, but, hey, even that, you know, even uh, the first couple of sequels were pretty good as well.
0: Well, that's right. There's, I'm yeah. just looking at the chronology now. Like, mm-hmm. when I got later in the Rocky Fours, Fives, and Six, but I apparently, like, I know Rocky One, Two, and Four were, like, the one with Clever Lang, which was a uh, Mr. T, was good. Yeah. Obviously, the, the I'm gonna try to remember the one where Apollo Creed became his man, f- fighter or man, fight manager or whatever. Uh-huh. Uh, but that first one, you know, all those characters, four main characters were Rocky, Adrian, Burt Young as Polly and Burgess Meredith, who played Rocky's manager. And uh, at that point, Burgess Meredith was a famous character actor from the 40s, 50s, and 60s. But he was old then. Mickey was his name in that movie.
2: You know, back um, a story about as far as uh, like Mr. T and our buddy Darren goes back when this is before your time at CFNY early 80s uh there was when toys r us first opened there on queen street in brampton they announced that mr t was going to make an appearance at that toys r us on a saturday or something so darren and a couple of other guys that worked at the station i would have probably too but i think i had a couple of kids at the time or melanie they camped out (laughs) in the parking lot (laughs) Uh, uh, You know, to see him the next morning, just as a quirky thing. Yeah, but that's what they did. And I'm sure Darren was part of that group. Mr.
0: T. That's crazy, man. And how huge he was, eh, for a little while. Oh, absolutely. It was was one of my favorite shows. Um, I'm waiting for uh, Dan Durant to uh, reconnect. Um, Before we do, maybe we can talk a little sports. uh, Just for... (laughs) Fred and I rarely. I, I sometimes will send Fred a, a message, usually around the Leafs or the Bills. And uh, I was watching the Bills on uh, yesterday afternoon. Watched the whole thing, and um, until I fell asleep at one point because it was the sun was just coming in. I was Stan and I were sitting on the couch. I was just getting baked, but it was beautiful. Mm-hmm. And uh, at the end of the game, I was uh, had to go to I have a Spanish class later in the afternoon, and I looked down later and I saw your. <laughs> your uh, text just at 411 when the Bills finally lost and your text was ugly fucking game. Mm-hmm. And I just wrote back fucking gross. <laughs> uh, yeah, man, I don't know. I told I said to you at the beginning of the show uh, before we hit record, I said, oh, it's almost the last three games are like the Bills want to spot their opponents. 14 points before they sort of wake up. <laughs> Yeah, it's a
2: concern. I mean, you know, they have some key injuries on defense, but it's the offense that's bewildering. It's just sputter, 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 you know, and i too little too late. And this has been going on a few weeks. They won yeah. last week. But even that victory over the
0: Giants was They didn't score till the fourth quarter against you know, the Giants yesterday. Yeah. They didn't. Um, Josh Allen looked ordinary until that drive in the fourth quarter. You go, oh, oh there you go. There's uh, Josh Allen. And I was really impressed with whoever that quarterback was for uh, the Patriots because mm-hmm. with less than two minutes left, he brings them back down the field and they score and win. Mm-hmm. Um Mac Jones. Is, yeah, really name, good. I believe, yeah. Yeah. Like it was, a, you know, it was a pretty entertaining game and, and I'm myself. Again, I don't care if you say I'm jumping on the bandwagon, but I enjoy it, you know, like mm-hmm. I I've watched more Buffalo Bill games in the last three years than I have in years. And I've been I just uh, I dig it. And even when they've lost like I enjoyed that game yesterday it was entertaining. But it's so I
2: was thinking about this yesterday and it's like, you know, if it's the biggest problem in your life, you're you're doing all right. But, you know, the Leafs were supposed to be on this ramp up and then now it almost seems to be a, a bit on the decline. The Blue Jays were the same thing. You know what I mean? When Guerrero and Bichette first came, it was supposed to be this ramp up, and they seemed to have started sliding down the other side of a hill of some sort. Mm. And now the Bills are doing that. I mean, seriously, we're talking Super Bowl potential, Super Bowl favorite and everything, and you see that team, and it's like, nah. No, when, no. see, when you see the the big teams in the NFL, it's like, ah, they don't measure up. Just like the when you watch... The Major League uh, Baseball playoffs now, it's like, yeah,
0: this is not the Blue Jays. These no, teams exactly. are a cut above. Um, we can talk about that uh, another day, but the uh, World Series yeah. uh, 4 teams start on Friday. But to your point, I, yeah. didn't really, I just turned the TV back on. I took a few hours off again. I had mm-hmm. Spanish class and then when I went back to the television, I was going to start watching some golf that I had taped and the, the, it was the end of the Kansas City games. The yes. Kansas City game. And you see what numbers Mahomes put up yesterday? Yeah. It's just, uh, why is it the teams I follow? Having said that,
2: you look at the Argonauts, and I know the CFL doesn't matter, but Argonauts now 15-2, and two, go into Saskatchewan, you know, Regina the other day, and they're losing the whole game, and it's almost like at the end, oh, good, oh, look, we're losing. Let's do something about that. They end up winning, you know, 29-26. And, yeah. I mean, if any of our other teams performed to that level we'd be losing our minds right
0: no <laughs> exactly mm-hmm. um but we, that noise you made you, when i said about the chiefs the, the numbers that mahomes put up okay. like you know that's the that's kind of what you expect from josh allen but having said all that the the bills are now 4 and 3 they could be easily 6 and 1 oh yeah I mean, like, like the last i mean they like the, the game in london they just looked tired but Those two games are going to easily won if Josh like I knew it was going to be a bad game. The first uh, series on the Bills have yesterday. He throws an interception Mm -hmm. like what just happened.
2: You know, that game against Jacksonville in London, that's sort of a gray area. It's, you know, we using the term we were talking about earlier, any given Sunday. Yep. you can eat that one. But the other two losses to the Jets and Patriots, no. I'm sorry. No, you can't. You can't
0: be losing those games. And Belichick, uh, I know you know this, and I know it's common knowledge, but I, I'm, and I, I would have been able to get it on a multiple choice, but you reminded of how many years he's been the head coach of that team. I think it's 26. Yeah, something crazy. Yeah, and he's still wearing the same hoodie from 26 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> that was his 300th coaching victory yesterday. It's amazing, man. Dan, you look at this guy who's gotta be worth a bazillions of dollars, you know, multiples of millions. And he dress, he dresses like he dresses like I do with when I'm not gonna see anybody for three days. You know, just he dresses like Fetterman. <laughs> he, he's <laughs> like Congressman. Exactly. He's got <laughs> sweatpants on, he's wearing yeah. sweatpants. Mm-hmm. You know there's probably food stains on it. The hoodie looks old. Anyway. Don't most coaches like dress up these days? uh football coaches i uh, know they don't wear like they don't like the hockey coaches are all wearing a suit they used
2: to soccer. nfl yeah, coaches remember hank stram and uh, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, tom landry they all wore suits on yeah. the sidelines and then there was there's been a slow shift away from that over the past years i, I can't think of any that do now but it was common back in the 70s and
0: Yeah, those years of, yeah, the early years of the NFL. But, Mm -hmm. you know, in the modern era, no, Dan. But they don't, he's, Belichick's got to be one of the oldest, if not the oldest coach in the NFL. And he just looks like, he looks like he's not going to see anybody for three days. He's got his cozy pants on. He's got some old fucking uh, sweatshirt on, some hoodie. Anyway, uh, what else is going on before we wrap things up? Uh, One
2: thing I notice about, the coaches and the bills in particular um some of the teams have great uh sort of you know what do you call it swag uniforms whatever like you'll see they'll wear hats or sweatshirts that you've never seen before with the logos and they just oh, look like, so cool yeah, and sharp and you think wait can i buy that or is that just for the team a cool team. so much of that stuff yeah
0: and you know you, Dan, we're going to get to your news and your Dan Durant's in a yeah. second, but uh, I'm not sure Freddie and I, we've ever had this conversation or maybe you've had it with me, but I, there, so most uh, players, Dan, on the field are wearing, they have, a course, a helmet and then inside they're wearing some kind of mouth guard and like a for around their teeth yeah some, they let it go and it hangs off the helmet the thing right some yeah. of them <laughs> some of them yeah. have the ones that they they hang off the helmet and some like Mahomes and others have one that's internal i actually had one of those when i played hockey i had like an in, i had it fitted um that's how long they've been around but fred here's my question what dan just brought up they have these fucking things hanging off their helmets and they don't put them in their mouths
2: Stefan Diggs, you notice his is rattling around do. all the time. It's all rattling. Why is that? I don't. I don't know because I'm. I don't know if it's mandatory that, as part of their equipment, league rules, and that then they don't have en- one, then yeah. they don't enforce. You know, um, the kid that plays for the Florida Panthers, uh, to Chuck Matthew, to Chuck, yeah. The whole time he's playing, he's chewing half of his mouth guard is out of his mouth and he's chewing on it while he's playing. And I find that really aggravating because I thought if somebody bumps him and it falls on the ice and then somebody skates over, I mean, chances are slim. But still, I'm thinking, just take
0: the thing out. Like, well, and and to your point about doing anything, Stefan Diggs is one only one of a half dozen of guys on the field and maybe that's what it is that you it's mandatory you have to have one as part of your equipment but not mandatory you have to put it in your mouth because i just wrote that down yesterday like yeah it's been weeks now i've wanted to bring that up oh it's Mm -hmm. very very interesting dan
2: you know it might be howard mandatory but they just don't enforce it because they'd be throwing flags all the time put your mouth guard in i guess maybe it's on some level the league has covered their ass by making the liability thing yeah uh-huh. Speaking of flags,
0: fucking, you know, that's another thing, you know, now that I'm a, a Bills fan again, because uh, by the way, for the record, everyone, I was during the fluid years. So here I am watching the Bills again. And wouldn't you know it like they get both touchdowns at the very the first of the game. Those both touchdowns get called back because of flags. Like, why does that one one would be fine? But then they do it again. They score again mm-hmm. and they get that one called back. Yeah, I know. Huh.
2: Yeah. Speaking. You know, of you you call of their, on you, it. Well, you start you call their discipline into question and stuff, and just wonder where that's coming from. They're a team in a bit of disarray now, and they're right back at it Thursday night, Howie, against the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers here in Buffalo.
0: Is uh, Brady's not still playing? Is he? No. Okay. Uh, Dan Duran. Yep. Uh, before before we get to the Dan Duran news. I would like you to take a listen to this. No gun-free zones. Oh, no, not
1: that. <laughs> <laughs> well, good to know it's a yeah. gun-free zone. No, that was the guy.
0: No gun- Actually, it's a funny clip. No gun-free right? zones. It's a More guns. Yep. You can't fight fire with water. You got to fight fire with fire. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, I love it. Can't you fight fire with water. Right. No gun-free zone I'll get, I'm going to get rid of that because it's too funny. Dan. Literally. Yep. I would like you to listen to this fine message. Looking for a way to relax after a long day?
1: Come on. Tired of being notified by life's bells and whistles?
0: I'm going to need that draft tomorrow. When
1: you're ready to stop working so hard, you know it's time to play. It's easy to find your next favorite game at Bodog.net. Play free casino games. Check out our beginner's guides and get poker tips. Visit Bodog.net today.
0: Hashtag
1: make a play.
0: Now, here's to a fella named Dan Duran, a hell of a guy with a hella big wang,
2: the quintessential anchor man, his voice is nice and low. Huh. Dandurand, the anchor man, comes and asks for credentials. He has none. Can't tell a headline from his bum, but his voice is nice and low. Dandurand, the anchor man's here. He's prone to falling off his chair, but he's got a big wang, so he
1: don't care. And his voice is nice and low. My voice is nice
0: and low. And now, ladies and gentlemen, with uh, another one of his tirades. <laughs> <laughs> Live from Dan and Lisa's house, here's movie anchorman, Dan Duran, and Dan Durantz.
1: If you're having a work affair, should you have to report it to your boss? Mm. The staff working at UK's ITV have been told that they have to declare their relationships sexual, romantic, and when appropriate, plutonic or platonic or risk losing their job. The new policy comes in the wake of uh, one of their high-profile hosts, who uh, his admission that he had a secret relationship with a young male member of staff and lied about it to his bosses at the channel. I guess there were some rumors, and they brought it up, and he said no, and then finally he said yes, and then they blew him out the door. Anyway, the uh, uh, the personal relationship work policy. I uh, went out to all the staff just recently. The relationships are defined as a close connection, such as a partner or significant other, a person living in the same household and anyone involved in a sexual, romantic or close relationship or friendship, whether short or longer term. Staff must complete a Google form questionnaire. Fill it out. And, of course, staff were you know, pushing back a little bit, saying this is way beyond, uh, you know, it's probably properly mad. Some have said and a step too far. Well, first he was blown, and then he
0: was blown out the door. Double <laughs> shot power. Double um, that was that that was power. Out. Oh, I was waiting through the entire. I was very patient. Yeah. Dan, and, and, well, here's the thing, Dan. You're having a sexual relationship uh, in the workplace because your workplace is at Dan and Lisa's house. So yeah, you, you might want to yes. fill out the form. <laughs> fill anything. it out right now. Yes. Fill it
1: out. <laughs> fill it out.
2: Yeah. I don't know. I've always struggled with that one. You know. And what by the way, whistle,
1: whistleblowers oh. are also welcome in this policy as well. Like if you you're welcome to point it out and no reprisals to the whistleblower or snitches
0: are allowed. So, OK, well, yeah. I'm curious. So what, what was what Fred, what has been your struggle with this? Yeah.
2: Well, is it any of their business yet? I guess in some cases it is. Like, traditionally, like we've known over the years, some relationships that took place in the workplace. And I remember our one general manager we, we had um, for years. Um, it was Hal. I remember him telling me, he said, you know, it's not ideal, but I'm not going to. I know it's going to happen. And it's not ideal. It's just you hope that when they enter into a relationship and work at the same place, they conduct themselves in such a way that it doesn't affect the job, you know, or the atmosphere of the situation, which is, you know,
0: I guess the way I would look at it. Well, listen, my friend, if it hasn't been if it hadn't been for a relationship in the Mm -hmm. workplace, neither of my children would be here. Mm hmm. No, you're right. I mean, um, and what, what, what was the attitude then when you were going with Randy on site, so to speak? Well, yeah. And Randy and I dated. I literally met Randy on the date. Mm-hmm. Lobby picks me up at the airport from Los Angeles. I'm arriving in Montreal. We go to the radio station. I meet Randy. Literally, uh, we o- the elevator doors open. Howard, this mm-hmm. is Randy. It's her, I met her on her, her birthday. Uh, I said, happy birthday, Randy. And we were married 18 months later to that day. And uh, the the attitude was, for the longest time, I mean, I worked until 10 or 11 in the morning, and she was there during the day. So we were really almost never there working together. Now, she did work in promotion. So occasionally, Mm -hmm. for a remote or a station event, our paths crossed. So, I mean, it was sort of known pretty early on, because we started dating almost immediately. But you and I worked. I mean, I worked with other people at that radio station. Uh, you and I worked with several people. what's the what's the bit now? Go. What's the joke?
2: No, no. You continue because I, I, I just thought know, of something. Well, tell me, think of it takes, no, that affected it us. You and I, when we went to the mix, we had oh, a program director and well, then I'm we. Yeah. yeah, I was going we, we had oh. this woman sidekick sort of put in the room with us that we didn't expect to have. Yeah. And she's like, you know, almost firing directions off at us, like, you know, charades. You remember her hand gestures? Oh, yeah, yeah. It was like, what the fuck's going on in here? And then we find out we didn't know. It was the girlfriend of the program director, the and boss's like,
0: girlfriend. Holy fuck. You and you know what? Because I was going to get to that. That was one of the ones yeah. where it did affect us. And when I still remember when we were negotiating, or no, sorry, after we negotiated. There was a he had a meeting with me. I'm sure he did the same with you. They came over to the house. We were sitting out in my back, you know, around Mm -hmm. the pool, and talking about the show. There was ample opportunity for him to mention. Oh, by the way, the woman that's going to do news with you is my girlfriend. Yes. Who bought? Also, what we made cry? (laughs) We we were in a meeting. What seven to ten days after we were hired, or we started, where she was weeping in the meeting. Oh
2: yeah. Nothing worse. I mean, you talk about what a horrible experience. I mean, that was part of it for me. Because you and I would do some Humble and Fred stuff. In the early days, we were actually allowed to do the Humble and Fred show. I mean, the first couple of weeks. Remember her rolling her eyes? And oh, it was yeah. like, what the f- What? What? Please get out of here. But we didn't know at the time. She had been directed or been told, yeah, you're going to be part of the show. With Nobody told
0: us. No, it was. A- so,
2: I mean, there's an example of workplace relationships screwing things up
0: but there's lots of examples where mm-hmm. we worked with people alan oh, yeah. and Mary ellen mm-hmm. i worked with uh what's her name? A lovely woman who tall she's now a big super general manager but she was uh we saw her at, at may's thing oh yeah you know i mean she's goes out with that guy the smaller dude yeah and, what's her head <laughs> yeah what's her head? <laughs> okay. and um did you ever date somebody, and by date I mean yes, have a sexual relationship uh-huh. in yeah. the workplace? Do yeah. tell me who no. would that be? Well, tell me now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> some places you? I've worked, I
1: have you? had a relationship or huh? so, oh, yeah. with, uh, you know, either casual or whatever. I can't think of a, rela- of a of a a place of employee except maybe one where there wasn't some sort of. Uh, relationship in the background going on. Not with, but with yeah. me, but, you know... With, like, oh, with, I see. Where, yes. Where the, yes, yes, yes. There's, like, a, a, a couple that's working there, or, you know, they were dating, or whatever. I mean, think about it. I mean... Most places you're you're spending all kinds of time, especially in radio. There's lots of hours and hours and hours together. This is obviously going to be, you know, People connecting because it's you're just you have so much in common. You're you're around well, each other so much.
2: This is right, and it gets back to what I said about our general manager, a guy that I respected. He said, you know, I mean, you can have all the policies you want, but it's inevitable. You've just got to hope that the people involved conduct themselves
0: like adults and properly. Yeah, and and Dan's, and, Dan's right, yeah, by the way. I, I can't. There's very few stations I've worked at, and I've done a lot of them where there yeah. wasn't relationships. In fact, Dan, uh, as the best man at both of my weddings, I met my first wife uh, at a uh, radio station in Calgary. Yeah, I remember that. And we were never really, af- well, we dated, I guess. I guess we were, yeah. we were never officially boyfriend and girlfriend, but we just, I just, we just doing each other a lot. Yeah. So and then we, got, you but you
2: never had sex on a
0: lawn with her no but i did have sex on a balcony with her oh okay <laughs>
2: and oh, oh and on a houseboat okay oh nice no, yeah. well, let me throw this at you oh, yeah. even though i was uh I ever to lab- <laughs> um, so i arrived there and there's a husband and wife there mm. right? right and to be kind both were sort of odd um you know yes. set in their ways have been there for years weren't used to directions and all that they knew it all and then once i asked the fella to do something and he pushed back a bit so i got on his case i did it was like you know you can't like no we're not going to run it this way you're not going to talk down to me talk to me and then didn't do something i asked him to do so you know there was a bit of a confrontation i'll call it well the next day or a couple of days later a knock comes on my door it's his wife she sits in my office and proceeds to tell me to lay off because he's the most talented announcer at the radio station oh really (laughs) oh yeah wow which number one it was like you know, it was a situation. This is none of your business. I know it's your husband. This is the workplace. It's none of your business in this situation, which it wasn't. But apparently, he took it home with him. But again, what am I supposed to do? I can't say I'm not gonna. I'm not. I'm not am not going I'm not going to avoid this guy because it was wife works here. And number one, he was far from the best announcer at the radio station. That was another. So what did to you do did you to say it? to her? I just said that. I said, you know, I I can't really have this conversation. Because
0: that is that and this is this. I can't understand that, that what she was doing was inappropriate.
2: Well, of course it was, but they didn't get so much of what went on there was inappropriate because they were sort of running the asylum. Those people, you know, they had a union and they all thought they were solid as rocks. And it was just a weird, weird situation. And I just said that I said, like, I really can't have this conversation because that's I got to handle that like, you know. Yeah. You're not married or involved here.
1: So that's uh, that's definitely crossing the line. I know what you know. You you know think? What? Yeah. yeah, but I mean that's that's a different issue than them being to I mean it it is a result of them being together but the whole that that process is inappropriate for the workplace to 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 bring that up in that way in my opinion. But then I, mean, um, I don't think yeah. I don't think even in employment uh, practice or law if you're allowed to make a uh, uh, that kind of dis- that policy that you can't have uh, work relationships. I don't think that's allowed.
2: I'm well, not sure. probably not. But
0: no. But I think there is. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't, didn't mean to interrupt one of your Durants rants. <laughs> <laughs> um, <Yeah>. but, uh, <laughs> I'm so heated. <laughs> one of your heated tyrants. Yeah. Um I think there is policy where, as you described in your news story, there that that if you're going to enter into a relationship that didn't pre-exist, that you need to disclose it. So there aren't situations like mr patterson this is a program directly um go because because that would have uh like those people that's crossing the line beyond crossing the line i mean did you tell anybody that about that conversation other than us
2: oh i may have I don't know. I mean, I found it, like, so many things there, like, aggravating, but super amusing. Like, wow. Oh, yeah. these Like, these people have no <laughs> idea. Like, they, they just, you know, how the real world works when it comes to this kind of thing. And eventually, she left because of me, uh, which was great. She went You're over terrible. to TV. She went yeah. over. No, she went over to TV. And then, you know, the environment became a little healthier. But hmm.
0: and I have to yeah. ask you, in all your years in radio. Yeah. Um, I, I would ask Fred, but he was already, like, married by the time he got in. Uh, did you ever have sex at a radio station? Uh,
1: no, outside in a car of a radio station. Uh, okay, so on radio station property, though. Technically, I suppose, yes, in the parking lot, if that
0: was... Uh, yeah. Because Howie, <laughs> had, uh, <laughs> uh, I had... When I moved to Vancouver, I was doing the all-night show and then i started i took up quickly with this young woman who was doing weekend news morning news and somehow or another she came in early i was doing the all night show on a friday and she came in early for her shift and we had relations in the control room true story not a wow. oh yeah at the end of my shift, because it was like, the, you know, 4, 5, 4.30 in the morning, yeah. And but. you
2: were disappointed, so you put it on the fault report, right?
0: <laughs> no, she put it on the fault report. yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: damn it that's what i should have uh, said
0: nobody oh i'm going to do everything yeah. Yeah, she put
1: it on the fault report there's something that <laughs> was wrong with that, you prove that. Yeah. for those Beard. who don't know there's always a fault report in the uh, control room if any piece of equipment or something goes wrong or a commercial doesn't those get there equipment was top notch yeah and then we call them discrepancy reports afterwards because <laughs> that was a politically correct Oh, term. because
2: you didn't want to hurt anyone's feelings no. like, nobody's uh, fault just nobody's, uh, nobody's uh, fault Exactly. Yeah.
0: the no fault report
2: the classic story from CFNY. and and listen i loved not loved that's a bit strong i like don burns he was a good fuzzy you know yeah nice man nice fuzzy bear guy and when he was programmed for a short period he got mad one day and said you know anybody that didn't leave the pen with the fault report might be fired or would be <laughs> <laughs> No, yeah. it's grounds for dismissal. Wow. <laughs> in
0: one fiery moment, yeah, that reminds me of my neighbor who last spring, uh, after seven and a half years of leaving my bins in the same place, I got an email from him saying, "If you, you know, my bins were on his property line, and and if I what? didn't, them, he said, if I didn't get this, if I didn't move them, there would be legal action." I saw that are i'm you not really kidding being, me Seriously, like i saw it, I, I said really please please get a fucking call <laughs> a lawyer call a lawyer and have that letter written to me i would love to see that yeah threatened to sue me if i didn't move my fucking green bin <laughs> jesus oh or the city isn't that I, something. i'm gonna kid you not um are we all up to date here you should
2: have gone out there and like put a piece of duct
0: tape right where the property line is and then just pushed it right up to that line. Exactly. Um, listen, before we go, you're all up today. I think I did. I just mm-hmm. want to mention um, thanks to Palma Pasta, my kids they had a, uh, they did a big party. Spencer put together this murder mystery party for Charlie's birthday this past weekend with about 10 or 14 of these young people and they, she organized it and they went to Palma Pasta and got a couple lasagnas and a bunch of uh, charcuterie And um, I was going to send Anthony a note, but I want to say this. Like, these are all a bunch of kids, you know, downtown, you know, uh, hipsters. uh, lived in New York City, have really very particular tastes. And both of them, Charlie especially, said, everybody at the party, all these hipsters were like, this is the best lasagna I've ever had. And, and here's it, when we talk about palma pasta where you can pick up something for the family, fresh or frozen, by the way, this is what we're talking about. <clears throat> Excuse me. Ah! Sorry. Um, we're talking about the fact that it's made, it's made by real people. And uh, you've had it. I've had it. Dan's had it. But j- give yourself a chance this week to try out one of the four locations and order something. Like, um, as I said, the kids made a special uh, point of telling me how much they enjoyed it and to let Anthony know. Palma Pasta, uh, palmapasta.com.
1: Hey, didn't you uh, have to leave the house for that uh, that, that party?
0: Uh, no, I actually, that was the, uh, Charlie had a, I had a, they had a sleeves, Charlie and Spencer, uh, Charlie slept over on Friday night, and Spencer initially said, Charlie's sleeping over. We'd like to watch a movie. Maybe you could go somewhere. <laughs> right, yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> but no, I, it ended up, I was allowed to stay at my own place, and I had a really sweet time with the two of them. Um, tomorrow on the show, it's going to be very exciting because we've got uh, Ron Hawkins joins us. It's like a real uh, rock star interview. You know, we've done those before. And then on uh, Wednesday's show, besides, there's a uh, retirement Sherpa we're going to have uh, Mark Saltzman return.
2: Yeah, it's great having Mark, especially with a good run at Christmas, too.
0: He can... uh, All Mm -hmm. the...
2: Latest and greatest gadgets out there. Yes.
0: And uh, we managed to get through this entire show without talking about uh, the Middle East, without talking about Trump, uh, all sorts of other stuff. We'll get to that tomorrow, I promise. A Dave Chappelle thing. But first, let's just get out of here on a pleasant note with the very pleasant Daniel Duran, Hebert Duran.
1: This episode of Humble and Fred was brought to you by the Retirement Sherpa, the Chamber's Plan, Boron One.